Guess what? Hollywood, I'm here. Hollywood's got a new host. And the stars are shining bright on Steve. It'd be okay to just come here every day for that. <laughs> Today, Premier Week continues with Ice Cube. Plus, baseball's rally granny makes the crowd go wild. You've never seen anything like this before. All new Steve. Weekdays at 2 on NBC 10. Blog Talk Radio. Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. Oh, hello, modern lovers. Do we have an interesting show for you tonight? This is all about soulmates. Have you ever longed for a deep, deep love, one where you knew you were with your soulmate? Do you know what a soulmate connection is? Are you curious about how you'd go about finding a soulmate? Or are you wondering if the person you're with is your soulmate? Our guest tonight is a certified life and love coach, a writer, a lecturer with over 15 years of research and experience on, you guessed it, soulmates. Her name is Judith Costa. And she helps people overcome their inner blocks to soulmate love. So tonight she's going to help us to understand what a real soulmate connection is, how to improve self-love, how to manifest the deep relationship all of us want, and why would we have someone who's a soulmate expert here at Modern Love? Because we know that real love is the deepest, most meaningful experience any of us can have as I say frequently when I'm doing videos for Dr. Oz on his ShareCare website, love makes you healthy and it certainly improves everything else in your life as well. But to have great love and modern love, we know you need the right tools in the toolbox. So visit me at drbrendawade.com or better still, I would love it if you'd meet me in person at our Modern Love Academy here in the San Francisco Bay Area, and I'm going to give you two opportunities to do that. You have exactly, exactly six days before our fall retreat, the time when we actually take four days away from our busy lives and go deep, 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 deep inside to clear any obstacles to love, to learn how to tune ourselves to the love we want and how to build and keep that love tingly and exciting. The retreat starts on September 11th. We end on September 14th. That's starting next Monday, only two spaces left. If you really want that, call me now or send an email. You can call me at 
877-575-4866, or just shoot an email to drbrendawade.com or love, L-O-V-E, at docwade, dot com. I'd love for you to come and wait, wait. One more opportunity, our one-day fall harvest retreat. And this one is about love and money, money, money. We'll have great money experts with us. So if you want the deep, deep, deep evolutionary shift, get to the retreat. If you want to learn about money and love, go to Eventbrite and register for the Fall Harvest Money, Money, Money Retreat. Now, we always start our show with questions from you, but tonight our producer, LeGrand Green, found a classic old Dear Abby question. That's a perfect jumping-off point for tonight's discussion. This is a real question from Dear Abby. Here it goes. Dear Abby, I've been close to my best friend for three years. A year ago, we decided to date. We have a wonderful relationship on almost every level. The only issue I have is that he's reluctant to open up about his past. Well, recently, he did open up, and when he did, he dropped a bomb. He asked me if I believed in soulmates, and I said yes. Then he told me how, in his past, he loved another woman very much, Sadly, she died, and he said he still sees this person as his soulmate, but he doesn't think it lessens any of his love for me. This is the first time he's opened up, and actually I feel hurt. I already have self-confidence issues. I worry I'm not her. I'm not enough. I can't live up to a dead woman. I always thought I could change his closed ways, but now, knowing the cause, I fear there's nothing I can do to help him. Maybe he's just too messed up for me. I don't know what to do. Can someone have two soulmates? Not his soulmate. Look, not his soulmate. You have jumped the gun. You know, they fired the gun and attract me. You are so off. You don't know that he has trouble opening up because of this loss. You don't know anything except that you've got issues with self-esteem and self-confidence, and they're spilling out all over the place and rather focusing on him I want to encourage you to focus on you, that you could start to believe him when he says nothing that happened in his past will lessen his love for you. You're the one who's assuming it will lessen his love. So get to work. I don't care what you do. Get to a training. Get to therapy. Join a group for women with low self-esteem. But start building the scaffolding inside for the love you want, my dear. He already loves you. The rest is up to you. Okay, let me welcome to the show Judith Costa, who has a master's degree in psychology and psychotherapy. She specializes in helping people overcome their blockages to love, just like our friend who says she's not his soulmate. And like we say all the time here at Modern Love, when you know better, you do better. And by giving yourself the power to create and attract the relationships of your dreams, you can get what you want and keep and grow it. Judith's website is www.judithmcosta.com. Welcome to the show, Judith Costa. Thank you, Brenda. I'm so happy to be here with you. Listen, I'm thrilled you're here, especially after that first question. So tell us a little about you and how you got interested in this whole area of soulmates. Well, it was, uh, 
I think that the universe has plans for us that we don't realize. And I read the book of Brian Weiss called Only Love is Real, where I learned about the concept of soulmates, and I found it fascinating. And at that moment, I thought, like a lot of people do, that we only have one soulmate, but that's not true. We have more than one. And I am so glad kind. to hear you say <laughs> that, because I believe there's more than one. I don't think oh, the yeah. universe would ever set us up so there could only be one possible person in the whole universe for us. Yeah, no, it will be too difficult to find. No, we have a lot of also not only soulmates, soul connections. That so how did you get interested in this after the book? What was it about this book that made you say, hey, that I want to study Brian that Weiss and explain, get into it? Explain the idea of what is a soulmate in the book, and I learned a lot about it. And in that moment I was married, and the the connection that I had with the person with whom I was married, was so special at the beginning. And I started a quest, and I, I think I wanted to demonstrate myself that he was my soulmate. And I started reading every book I, I could find in Spanish. I was living in Barcelona at that moment. And, and trying to like, find ways through astrology, through past life regression, to demonstrate myself. But what I learned is that, yes, I had uh, uh, an old connection with this person, my husband, ex-husband at that moment, but uh, it was what is called a karmic relationship, not soulmates. We have been together in the past through many uh, lifetimes, and what happens at the universe gives us opportunities to meet again the same person and to do the things differently this time. Also, it happens with soulmates. As we were saying, we have the opportunity to meet uh, not only what is called like a primary soulmate with whom we usually get married or it's the most important connection that we have, but also what it's called like soul companions. Uh, it so can what be happened? A, wait, wait, wait. Before you go into more definitions, finish that story. What happened? You said that you were studying and questioning mm-hmm. whether the person you were married to was a soulmate, but you'd started out with a great relationship. So what was it that made you question? The major question was that I wanted to find my soulmate, and so intense was my desire that I manifest this person, and for my surprise, it wasn't my husband, someone that had uh, been had had an important role in my life. It was my first boyfriend when I was 17, show up in my life, like 16 years after. And through my dreams, I was meeting him in the middle of the street. And it was so curious because... That was the way the universe explained me that we had a soulmate connection, even though we weren't together. He was married, I was married. But uh, what I could feel for this person showed me that what I had in my marriage wasn't good enough. And I decided to go divorce. What was lacking? That it was, as I explained, uh, I said, a, a karmic relationship. It was a relationship where I cannot live with you but I cannot live without you, and the issues were not solved. In that moment, I didn't love myself. I abandoned myself through the relationship. I hope I learned all these things uh, earlier that I know now and I could ap- apply in my first marriage, but, but I didn't. Okay, so let me, just, let me just see that, make sure that I understand and all of our listeners understand, because this is a complex topic. What you're saying mm-hmm. is, if I've got it right, you correct me, okay, if I get anything wrong, please. 
you were in a relationship that started out really great. Sounds familiar, doesn't it, everybody? We fall yeah. in love. It's fantastic. We're blissed out. And then that old thing happens where we say, hey, the honeymoon is over. I have a few things to say about that in a minute. But you said, gee, this can't be everything there is because I can't live with this person, but I feel like I can't live without this person, and you had issues there that the two of you were not able to solve. Is that it? Is, yeah. is that how you were tipped off, that this couldn't be all that was meant for you? And how long were you married? We were together 16 years. I met him when I was 18, eight as a boyfriend and eight as a husband. Okay, so and that's it was a all long time, and you were very yeah. young when you met, mm-hmm. very young. So it's often true or I should say not, I don't want to say often, I want to say it can happen, that the person you meet very young, you can grow and evolve in a way that you can't stay in the relationship. So, Judith, when you say soulmate, define that word, because I know everyone is going, so what is a soulmate? What's the difference between a soulmate and just um, finding somebody that you love and can the soulmate actually be that different when you fall in love with a soulmate? That's the three questions. Yes. <laughs> so take your time and answer. The major all three. difference is that a soulmate is someone with whom you have an eternal bond of unconditional love. It's like your eternal partner. You have been together in the past, in past lives. You will be together in the future, and you can be together also in the present lifetime then it's a relationship with uh, or where you not only share the love that you have for each other, you also help the other person to grow. In a relationship that is not a soulmate connection, you are not going to allow the other person to help you do the work. You will get tired or upset or you just want to break up or got divorced. Is that like a soulmate have the key of your heart and knows exactly who you are. That's the, that's the reason why when you meet this person, there is a sense of familiarity. You can meet so someone. So now the key here, though, what you're saying is there's still work to do. It's just that it's easier to work it out with a soulmate. Uh, we are here to learn. Uh, Earth is just a school, and I'm relationships so are the laboratories of the spirit. you said that. Because I don't want anybody who's listening to go, okay, when I get with my soulmate, there won't be any things to work out. And what Judith just said is so powerful. She, I wanted you to repeat it, Judith. She yeah, said, Earth no, is a classroom. Yes, Earth is a classroom. And relationships are laboratories of the spirit where we learn how to love and how to be loved. That's the only reason why you are here. The, rest the is, only is reason we're here to go in the laboratory of spirit, what we call relationships, laboratory of spirit, wow. So, Judith, when you talk about the work we're here to do, tell us just from your own experience, what's the real work of a relationship? Because from where I sit, you know, my whole purpose is for everyone to understand that divorce does not have to be a 
kind of statistic that 50% of marriages won't make it. Because if we do the work, the research is already in on this, everybody. There are facts that show that couples that do pre-marital training have 50% fewer divorces. If you are in a committed relationship and it hits a snag, if you get qualified training, help, therapy, and when I say qualified, I mean don't go find a therapist that sees couples. Go to a couple's specialist. Go to couples training with somebody who is qualified. Because I have people coming in my office in trainings all the time who say, wow, we went to see all these different therapists. They didn't help. Now this is really helping us. You've got to know what you're doing. And Judith, I appreciate you saying that relationships are laboratory of the spirit. I love that. Yeah, let me tell you that uh People that have failed, that they think that have failed or that they have wasted their time with a relationship that didn't work, there is never wasted time in a relationship. The relationship that you had prepared you to be a better partner in the next one. There Only, is now love. I have to caveat that for you, my dear. <laughs> Only if you do the work and ask yourself, what did I learn? Because this is the yeah. other thing, and Judith, I know you've heard this too. The person who says, well, if they had been different, if they had done the work, that's, then it that's would the have reason. Out. Yeah, that's the reason why the first marriage uh, that I had couldn't work because he wasn't ready to make any change. This is what I offer. That 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 was the only thing that he has to say. Then, for a lot of people, uh, it's easier to blame others. But what I discovered, and that's the reason why I created my program, Fall in Love with Yourself. I don't I don't work with couples. I work with people individually on working on their issues in self-love. Because when you love yourself, your relationships change 360 degrees. You become less needy, more self-sufficient, secure. You have more love to share. The reason is that when you love yourself, you're able to be less judgmental with others because you are less judgmental with yourself you are able to be more present for the other person because you don't expect that the other person meet your needs, then this establishes a different kind of relationship. That now, you wait a minute, wait do. a minute. Did you just say you don't expect the other person to meet your needs? Explain what no, you mean by that. That you are able to have a level of love where you feel complete on your own. You are not asking the other person to do everything for you and to make yourself happy. I put a lot of pressure in my first husband when I expected he to do a lot of things for me. Uh, now it's totally different. Now I don't expect. I just, what I receive, I'm grateful for. But I don't ask the other person to give these things. It's just an act of love. When your uh, tongue is full of love, you just want to share and while you share, is more and more full. So what you're the saying is, is that if we do the work to fill ourselves up with love, get to know ourselves, reduce the level of neediness, insecurity, all the things that you just said, that that actually creates a container where we can hold the kind of love we want. And this takes us back to that question we started with, at the top of the show, a person who says, mm -hmm. gee, 
something's wrong with him, I can't trust him. And what she's really talking about is how insecure she is because she comes right out and says, wow, I already have self-confidence issues and I worry that I'm not enough. Yeah, that's exactly what we were talking. When you feel that you are good enough, you don't feel rejected. Uh, You know what you have to offer. You know yourself. You know what you want in a relationship. Now, let me just ask you, what about people who get in relationships where there's a repetitive pattern that's destructive? Mm -hmm. Say cheating or lying or abandonment. uh, abandonment. What's going on when a person just can't get themselves out of a situation with repetitive, toxic, just what I call toxic love? What happens is that we have an unconscious that it's very powerful. And we don't realize that when we don't do the work, things that you like this, uh, we tend to repeat what, whatever is in the software. Then let's imagine, for example, that I have a problem with abandonment. My parents uh, got divorced. My father abandoned my mother. Then I had a, a husband that abandoned me for another person. Then I just believe that uh, I just have to find the right person, but I don't work on any of this. But this is still there. Then when I find the right person, what happens is there is a moment where an event triggers this pattern that it's within me still. And I don't realize that when this person starts acting this way, the fear of abandonment shows up again. All right. So we have a trigger inside us. And if somebody's in our lives, sooner or later our trigger goes off because it's actually a signal for us to get to work and deal with the underlying issue, right? Yeah, the universe will give you as many opportunities as you need to solve that. Um, okay, now I don't want I'm, to understand this, but yeah, so. why why do past relationships affect our capacity to attract love? When you talk about abandonment and talk about listeners, why do those past relationships affect our actual capacity to attract love? Well, for several reasons, but the most important is because the universe uh, have laws. And there are laws that, like gravity, always happen. That's the reason why there are laws. And like the law of attraction that we have uh, heard a lot of times, then we tend to attract certain things because uh, the universe doesn't listen to what you want. You want a different kind of boyfriend or husband or wife, but the universe responds to what you feel, not to what you say you want, to what you feel, what is inside, what you think. Right. So if somebody has been abandoned and they believe that there's something wrong with them because they've been abandoned, that that's what the universe is going to pick up on, even if you say you want love, right? Yeah. And so how do people, what's the breakthrough to getting to self-love? Because that is a major issue for just about everybody. How, from your perspective, let's put it this way, what's the key? Change your belief system about yourself. Uh, We come back to the topic of Mm self-love. When you change the idea that you have about yourself, you're able to manifest a different kind of love because you just radiate a different kind of energy. You're not focused on what it's lacking, on what are your uh, flaws, on, on what you cannot have. You cannot find a soulmate if you don't believe in soulmate. It's impossible 
that you have something that you feel that you don't deserve. Okay. Now you have a three-step formula to attract your soulmate. Yeah. Everybody get out your device that you're going to take notes pen and in or pen, whatever it is you're writing with. Mm-hmm. Write this down. Let's get this three-step formula to attract your soulmate. Go right ahead, please. Uh, it's very simple. The first step will be to desire. We are used to desire. I want a house. I want a car. I want... But uh, there are different levels of engagement in this desire. It sounds different if I say I want a car, but if I say I want a convertible, uh, red color with leather seats, it's going to have a fantastic music system, and I'm going to go through the streets of Miami feeling the air in my face. And you cannot imagine the happiness hearing my favorite music then this happens with a soulmate. It's not enough to say, I want a boyfriend. You have to take the time to make the list of qualities or a vision board, but to think about not only how this person is going to look like or how it's going to be physically or mentally or emotionally. It's like, why do you want to be in a relationship? How your life is going to be transformed? So why you are in do you want to be in the relationship? How this is going to change your life? You have to get clear how about are you all of feel? that. And how exactly. you're going to feel. So this is much what deeper than most people say um, the person looks like this, they have this kind of job, um, they're financially sound or something like that. And you're saying, hey, wait a minute. Why do you want a relationship and how are you going to feel in it and what's going to be different in your life? And start from this idea of self-love. So the three-step formula is get clear. Uh, first is the desire. First to have the desire. Uh, you have to have the 100% make. of energy there. Be totally engaged in the process. It has to be the most important thing. When you open your eyes in the morning, you have to ask yourself, is it going to be today? Is this person that I want to be with show up in my life right now? Whoa, so you've got to really focus in on it every day. Wake up yeah. and go, is today to the day passion. I meet my soulmate? Okay, and the step two is getting clear about what you want. It's to believe that it can happen to you. Step number Ah, two is to believe that it can happen to you. So the first step is you've got to desire it. The second step is to believe it can happen to you. Now that's probably, for most people, the hardest one, to believe it's possible for me. Uh, Sometimes it's the third one. But, yeah, to believe it's where a lot of people uh, have difficulties because a lot of people are just disappointed. They are ready to give up. And let me tell you, if you are listening right now, the love is there waiting for you, that your soulmate is getting ready for you, that if you believe that you can be with this person, the universe will conspire to put the two of you together. Yeah, you know, I've worked with people who have said over and over, I don't believe in soulmates, Uh, there are no good women in the area I live in, or there are no good men, or, you know, not in this life. And when you say those things, you're actually pushing away the soulmate that's looking for you, right? Yeah, you are telling the universe, imagine that you you put an order. You go to Starbucks and ask for a coffee. And then you go to the same guy and say, no, please, please, I don't want the coffee now. Then every thought that you have against the process is a delay or it cancels the order. 
because mm. we are very good sometimes to sabotaging the process that we start. One part of us wants, and the other part of us doesn't believe. Doesn't now, want. does this it seems work? Too complicated. Does this work with other tools and techniques to manifest love in your life easily? Are there other tools and techniques that you recommend? These three steps: desire, believe it's possible for you, and get clear. Yeah, because what uh, you want. the reason. The reason why to believe it's so important and the reason why you take time making this list, not only of qualities, how you see the relationship is because you have to be able to touch the relationship, to visualize it. You have to be able to meditate about this, to repeat your list, to, to be sure that you have so much to offer. And the visualization, the meditation, you can even meet your soulmate in your dreams before you meet in real life. So visualization and meditation are some of the other tools we can use. And, you know, there is a fun process because I did it myself and I love it. To ask before I go to sleep, I ask my higher self, that part of me that some people call the guardian angel, you can call it whatever you want, but there's a part of you that knows what you know that you know and has a lot of power to take you out while you're sleeping to meet your soulmate. Yeah. And one of the things I I also, I've read so many books on this, of course, and worked with so many single people. I have to say one of Mm. my specialties is getting singles who've given up on love. Yeah, me too. (laughs) them together. So one of the things I always love to recommend, and I'll bet you do too, is to practice, to actually dress the way that you want to dress to attract your soulmate while you're walking around the house, even if you're walking around alone, to go out places that you know you want to go with your soulmate and to feel the way you feel being there with your soulmate. And as you said, this This helps us to bring it Good. Oh, good. I love it. This is step number three. It's Get really that clear. All... Oh, sorry. No, it's I love that it's it. Already no, we get all excited happening. about this stuff. <laughs> Accept that it's already happening means that you cannot be asking for your soulmate and, and like, uh, crying in your pajamas at home. No. This will tell the universe, like, you are not really interested, that you are not ready. You have it's to all do exactly what you will do. Happening. Yeah already happening all right you get the last word boy the time went fast we only have like a couple of seconds left what do you want to leave us with judith that your soulmate is there for you never give up on love Our relationship never give may up not on work. love all right everybody her and website is, is www.judithmcosta.com you know you want to be on a retreat with me Give me that email right now at love at docway.com and go to Eventbrite and get ready for money. Let's get the love and money lined up. Now, we have coming up next week Michael Temez, pizza, beer, and yoga. Hmm. Then in September 19th, we have Kelly Cooper talking about the law of attraction secrets. It's been a pleasure to have Judith Costa. Thank you to our executive thank you. producer. Oh, thank you. Judith, really. And thank you to our executive producer, Mr. LeGrand Green, our associate producer, Mr. Cliff Dunning, and thank you, modern lovers. Get busy. It takes work to create the you that creates the love you truly want. Good night.
I'm here. Hollywood's got a new host. And the stars are shining bright on Steve. It'd be okay to just come here every day for that. <laughs> Today, Premier Week continues with Ice Cube. Plus, baseball's rally granny makes the crowd go wild. You've never seen anything like this before. All new Steve. Weekdays at 2 on NBC 10. Guess what? Hollywood, I'm here. Hollywood's got a new host. And the stars are shining bright on Steve. It'd be okay to just come here every day for that. Today, Premier Week continues with Ice Cube. Plus, baseball's rally granny makes the crowd go wild. You've never seen anything like this before. All new Steve. Weekdays at 2 on NBC 10.